recording live from the Liberty Nation studios, this is 10 Minutes with Mason. Hello, this is your host Mason Batts from 10 Minutes with Mason. On today's podcast, we'll be exploring the abortion debate. In fact, the title of this podcast today is The Abortion Debate, Only One Question. This is a call-in show. Recorded live, where each guest can call in and has a timer of 10 minutes to talk to the host and discuss the topic. After their time is up, they are kicked out and they can either get back in the call lines or just listen live. Uh, looks like we do have one guest uh, we'll accept right now. Uh, looks like her name is Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Melissa, welcome to the show. Hi, Mason. Hi, Mason. How are you? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just figured I'd pop in. (laughs) Yes. uh, Do you have an opinion on the pro-choice debate or abortion debate? Um, Okay. Let me... hmm. It's a difficult conversation to have for anyone no matter which side you're on i believe yes um i personally was a victim of rape and i i could not personally i could not go down the abortion route I, it i just was not in me and that's good because i do wholeheartedly believe in choice um however it's, it's, it's a tricky thing because you can't just argue one way or the other. There's no real happy medium because in one way or the other, a cell is alive and you can argue life with anything and you're destroying or killing life anywhere. Um, whether it's a plant or, I mean, you can go down these rabbit holes, right? Um, but when we're talking abortion, abortion is very different from having a medical life-saving procedure if a child has to be aborted we're just going to continue with that word because of a life-saving thing it is not abortion it's a life-saving medical procedure it's they're different and people can't seem to break apart from the differences well just calling it abortion meaning that the life of the child will be ended prematurely Right um, in the in the same in the in the same form. So uh, just to clarify, you said you were a victim of rape, and I'm terribly sorry. That is a terrible thing. Um, uh, did did you say you did have an abortion or you did not? Uh, no, I chose not to. It's it's not it's not anywhere in my being. I can't kill mosquitoes, let alone a human life. You know. I I got you. So so per so in your in your personal life, you would say you would be. Pro-life, however, would you say you had an opinion of pro-choice you would for other people? Yes, I do have a strong belief that it's someone's choice to do it. Um, and then, But then you get tied up in those, I don't know the perfect words to use, but those places where you're literally sitting at, okay, so do you, are you irresponsible and making unjust decisions and just using it as a means of birth control so there's so many layers of it to just get from ugly to uglier and so it's 
it's a hard argument to have on either side. And even if you look at the facts, like say the state chooses to legalize it because of rape, per se. Yes. Then you will have these same irresponsible people that are using it as birth control calling out rape because they're going to need that as a reasoning to justify I, I, it. Right? I, I, I agree that the, that could be lead to some other issues down the line. Um, okay, I will, so the title is The Abortion Debate, Only One Question. I will now ask you the one question. Okay. Is the unborn human? I believe that scientifically, yes. The cell is a live being. I think at a certain point it becomes human, but you're still referring to a live cell. Uh, okay, so at what, at what point does the cell become human? Uh, um, so I guess in my theory or my thoughts and my beliefs is if you're going to do it, if you're going to make that choice to have an abortion, like if I were to do it myself, when I was presented with that decision, I would have made sure that it was done within the first, probably the trimester, because that's early development. That's is. <laughs> I, you can't even say the best way to do it because there's no good way about it. Um, but there is being holding that so, into account. So Don't wait till they have arms and legs abort, and growing and uh, has a brain. A ban on abortions. I'm sorry, one more time. Yeah. So would you say you support uh, a ban on abortions after the first trimester? As long as it, if there was something medically wrong and it was a life-saving thing then would be an argument after that but a band after that yes yes outside, I, I, I i do i do agree with you outside of that then yes i would i would personally be okay with it after that first trimester and as long as it's not affecting the mother's or the carrier's the mother's health in any way okay so um you um so you, you, I'm trying to trying to understand what where your definition of when the cell became human was. Is there any way you can restate that? I'm so sorry. I will attempt it. It's it's again, it's tricky to me because I believe that. Um, okay, so put it this way: you can do um, you can take morning after medicine to stop that completely. And so, if it was yes. already alive and growing the next day, then um, you wouldn't be. That wouldn't be available. That wouldn't work. Yeah, yes, that, 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 that's, that's why I hold the opinion that the life is started when the sperm comes in contact with the eggs and it is fertilized. See, the, the morning after pill stops that process from happening in between, right. whereas an, an abortion, you know, ends that after that process has begun. And, and technically the morning after pill will work for within a, there's within a few days you have that yeah yeah the percentage goes down you know by considerably yes. never have how likely it'll work but yes you're correct so so after that once that that time frame no longer exists then you have something there that is alive and working on growth you know and yes yeah, so so i would hold the opinion that when that time frame is over that that thing that is alive is a human um i think that the science of embryology states that from the earliest points of 
conception, obviously meaning after the sperm has been has fertilized the egg, um, that that life is a human, and it is at that point it is wrong to kill an innocent human being, because I hold that that is a human, because if you had two eagles, there that eagle that egg is an eagle egg. It is you know it's not going to come out. It's going to be a chicken. Same with right. humans produce humans. And uh, I think everything we've ever seen scientifically proves that. So I think it is, undoubtedly you can say that that embryo is a human embryo. I would say within the first, I'm not sure the exact time frame, but at least a week. Because if you have someone, um, you go and see a specialist and they help um, inject your eggs and try to get you pregnant because you're not able to do it yourself then that process takes within a week or two they can't give you a definitive answer on whether it took or not and well, so yes but would you, would you agree that at that science yes yeah, so it is never it is never going to come out something different than a human right correct yeah, okay yeah so that that that's that's where for me it falls on the case of um being pro-life because it is killing an innocent human being, no matter uh, at what point of the stage of development it's in. Um, because you can say, well, the baby can't function on its own. Well, neither can an infant. Um, is it okay to kill an infant because it can't function on its own? Uh, you know, is it, it's not, it's not self-realizing. Well, neither is someone in a coma that kind of thing is, is at that point, could you kill someone who's in a coma? Um, I just think there's some different opinions in here. I'll let you get the last word. You got about one minute left. Oh, no, I, I do agree. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough subject. And hopefully I think people have to take a step away from their emotions and look at the facts and the actual science behind it and then try to reevaluate their thinking because obviously when it comes down to the moment the emotions take over and it, they tend to sway us one way or the other or run us in circles so um, I, I completely agree and thank you Melissa for coming on you've been a great guest today our first guest of the day um, maybe we'll have you back sometime alright well thanks for having me up and you have a wonderful day Yes, you as well. Thanks. So we had a great caller with Melissa here in about 15 segments. We'll have our next caller up. Um, like Once again, this is the abortion debate. Only one question. Um, so we'll be moving on to our next caller now. Uh, I believe his name is, I uh, hope I'm pronouncing this right, Noble, or actually, I guess his name would be Ron. Uh, Ron, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. Hey, Ron, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And yourself? Doing great. And you got it right. My name is Ron, okay. <laughs> but, I, that's, but I go by Noble Ron. And I was like, okay, his probably a title being no wrong. Yeah. Um, so where do you fall in this hard debate? Sure. Well, first of all, a uh, heavy topic here. And, uh, but this is how it comes down for me. It doesn't matter what opinion, if I'm pro-choice or pro-life, the fact is this, I don't possess 
a female reproductive system. Therefore, I really don't have the right to tell any female what they should or shouldn't do regardless of any uh, aspects of morality. I mean, personally, I would feel horrible, uh, but I, like I said, it's just it's not in my uh, it's not my right to, to tell any female what they should or shouldn't do with their body. And the fact is, is that, you know, if you're going to be. You know, let's go to the men's side. Let's say, okay, let's say the men who are, I mean, there's, for instance, there's a clinic over um, in where I live that I didn't even know about this until someone told me. It's near where I take my mother for her doctor. Uh, there's usually, well, not now, I guess, but there were men, like maybe two or three men always standing outside protesting. And uh, what I always what I would love to do, which I wouldn't because I wouldn't want to start trouble, is to ask them, okay, hi, gentlemen, are you guys retired? I mean, you're not doing this instead of actual work, are you? I mean, what? It, but it also comes down to the fact that I believe in people having their own, uh, staying in my own lane, basically. Uh, the only grounds I see for people having such a uh, a strong opinion is is this idea of morality, of of uh, the sanctity of life, and and I get it. It's just like I said, it just comes down to I don't have the right to tell any woman what she should do. And uh, I respect whatever, whatever, um, you know, if I, if I were presented, I thought about this because I had a girlfriend years ago and <clears throat> she was worried because she was late. And I wasn't really that worried at all. She's like, why aren't you afraid? I was like, I'm, I don't know. I just I'm not worried about it. But <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, what I think may have happened, possibly, is that she had an abortion without me knowing about it. Maybe. It's, that's a whole it's assumption. I don't make assumptions. I shouldn't. But just let's say she did, though. If I talked to her today, if she were to call me and say, Ron, this is what I did. Uh, I just want to tell you because I do apologize. I wouldn't be upset with her. And I would say I understand that what you had to do was um, probably very difficult. And, uh, but it's not, if I, if it, you would have told me then I would have told you that it was, it's ultimately up to you. Okay. So, um, I'm going to ask this question. Mm -hmm. Um, is it wrong to kill an innocent human being? Of course it is. Okay, yes. Okay. It's so, wrong. Again, the, so what we think of traditional murder, it would be wrong, yes, to kill an innocent human being. So then I'll ask you this. Is the unborn human? Is the unborn human? Well, yes. I, yes, uh, and it comes out. That's the thing. It's just... Uh, it's... Uh, Yeah, it's it's I want to stand by, you know, the side of uh, like I said, it just comes down to it. it I'm not even going to uh, really go there because it's not it's not my choice. It's never going to be my choice. 
Okay, so I'm going. I'll concede to you that I would agree that we should not be interfering what a woman does with her body. But like I said, I I do not believe that this is one body. I I would hold to the opinion that this is two human beings. Like you said, the unborn is human, so this is two bodies. However, it may be located inside of the woman's body. However, it is still separate from her body. Um, yes. And, so, at it, and maybe I'll lay it out in a form to you like this. Um, if a woman has the right to kill her unborn child, then a man has the right to abandon his unborn child. A man does not have the right to abandon his unborn child. Therefore, a woman does not have the right to kill her unborn child. Okay. So it doesn't have the right to abandon his unborn. Well, the fact is this also is that, okay, you make it mandatory for men to absolutely support that child. One, two, uh, if you want to, you know, uh, if you want to take it to a, to a, the men's side of it, let's say if you ever want Viagra, you can't have Viagra. Also, mandatory bisectomies, period. You know, let's let's make it about it, for, for why 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 would we why would we do either of those things? It's the fact of of if you're going to govern the body of a female, let's govern the bodies of males. But, but I, I do not believe we're governing the body of a female. If you're telling them what they should or shouldn't be able to do with their own body. That's but, governing. But, I think. but you have to understand I'm coming from the opinion that this is not their own bodies. We're dealing with two bodies, not just one, but two. Right. So we shouldn't, like I said, we should not be able, I do not, I agree that we should not be able to tell anybody, obviously including women, what they can and cannot do with their bodies. But I think this is two separate bodies we're dealing with here. Right. We'll see. We just, we just disagree on that. That's the, that's the point. Okay, but but you said that there were that you believe the unborn was human, right? I don't know if I ever said that really. Okay, well, well, what what do you, what would you say the unborn is? Uh, the unborn is, I mean, if it's a certain time, I mean, it's just it's not. I don't know. Well. Um, so they kind of hard to come back at that. I mean, it just, if you don't know what the, I mean, it's kind of simple. What is the unborn? I mean, I, I hate to push you cause you've been such a, a great caller and thank you for being, for being so kind and courteous. Obviously I assume, you know, a lot of people aren't. Um, but uh, I think that's really the heart of the uh, question is if the unborn is human then it is wrong to kill an innocent human being. And now you're dealing with two separate entities, the mother and the child. Um, no matter what happens. Okay. So, uh, now do we just disagree? We just have different opinions about this. Uh, okay. Um, thank you for calling Ron. And for being a, a great oh, thank caller, you for we'll having move on to the next caller. I appreciate it. Hey, Mason. Yes. I appreciate it very much. Uh, we've got, yes, we've got William now.
Hello, William. Can you hear me? Yes, we got you, William. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I've uh, been listening, and I don't know what point a sperm in an egg turns into a conscious human, and I don't know at what point it's, it's wrong to have an abortion. I do know that at some point it is. That's why they have time limits on it. You know, you can't do it after so many months. Or, and I do believe that women have the right to govern their own bodies. I mean, God gives us free will, but the government doesn't. And uh, that's wrong. But you kept uh, mentioning, is it wrong to kill an innocent human being? But is it wrong to kill any human being? Are all human beings innocent? Is it wrong to kill a guilty human being? That's 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 my look at it. I mean, can I be a soldier, but I can't kill anybody because they're soldiers and they're innocent. They're just doing what their country tells them to do. I'm just doing what my country tells me to do. Who's innocent? Who's guilty? Well, then uh, we're the bad guys. For us, they're the bad guys. But who's killing the innocent? Well, I, um, soldiers, I believe, by innocent human being, I mean someone who is not involved in any fighting like that. Someone, let's just, I'll just use this example. Someone standing on the street and someone comes along and kills them. Would you agree that that person is innocent and does not deserve to die? I would assume that they were innocent, and I would assume that they did not deserve it. That I could be wrong. Well, uh, okay, so that that is what we mean by innocent human being. But I will, I do want to touch on something. You did mention God. Would you say you're a Christian? No, I didn't. Uh, I'm you you said God gives us the right to govern our own bodies. So that's why I was wondering. Yeah, and it's, uh, according to uh, everything I know about Christians, that God gave us free will to make our own decisions, to worship him or not to worship him, to believe in him or not to believe in him, or to believe in any God that we feel like. He doesn't hold it against us if we don't believe in Jesus, if we are Muslim or if we're Jewish or if we're Buddhist. And... Uh, you have you have the the right to, to govern your own body. He doesn't tell you now. You can't get tattoos, or you're uh, going to be you know struck down dead by lightning. You can't drink alcohol. You're going to get struck down dead by lightning. He, uh, if you want to drink alcohol, he lets you drink alcohol. If you want to take drugs, he lets you take drugs. He says your body is a temple. I say right on. Yes, the uh, like I said uh, with the, with the last caller, I do agree that a woman has the right uh, to do with whatever with her body she pleases. However. I hold the opinion that there are two bodies in this instance because if the unborn is human, which I believe, that is two human bodies. Yes, yes. It's you see where I'm The one is conscious and one is not conscious yet. I don't know at what point the embryo uh, becomes conscious. I, I just don't know. And so, uh, no so, okay. Give me Let's, a definite answer, but I do know that once, once it's conscious, I believe in getting an abortion is wrong i do so, so because then you are killing well as you put it a innocent human human being okay and, so uh, if so your definition of i will say uh the embryo becoming a human is at what point it's conscious right it's aware oh, when you're, when it's you're sleeping or when you are sleeping are you a human being yes because i am aware of my surroundings even though i'm sleeping well you're not conscious no, no, I'm not speaking as, as conscious as being a, a, a state of awake or asleep. I'm conscious as being a, 
aware of being conscious. Okay, so someone who's, you in are, a, someone who's in a coma then, can uh, I, I kill them? If, if they aren't aware of their being anymore, if there's no brain function. Yeah, well, well they're, if they're in a coma, they're definitely not aware of their surroundings. But the people who come out of coma say, yeah, I was aware of my surroundings. I could hear people's voices. I could understand what they were talking about. I knew that I was there. I didn't know where I was, but I was there and there were people. Well, you know, so. but the, uh, when, I, I don't, it, I don't necessarily know if that's true. However, the embryo become aware that it is, that it is. I mean, we all at some time become aware I mean, that do, we do, are. Do you remember uh, when you became self-aware as an embryo? See, I don't. So I, I don't. Okay, know okay. So see, I don't remember that's, being that's the, arg- that's the problem with this when argument. I was born either, you know. Yes, no. But I, know I don't think anyone does. I know that having children of my own and being there when they were born and when they were smacked on the butt, I know that uh, they didn't like it and they they were aware of being something, not knowing what it is, more than likely, but being something. Or maybe we know everything when we're first born and it kind of leaves us so that we can endure what we're going to have to go through on this planet. So, but, uh, you know, I, I do know that while watching my children grow and become aware and, and at some point, I remember the point with my daughter when she became aware of life and death and that she was mortal and not immortal uh was when her little bird a pet parakeet died and her then aware that there you know people and animals and everything dies eventually and that's a big change in a person even at a young age she was probably five then i'm about kindergarten age I know she was. She was in kindergarten. So, and they say that at the point where you realize that you're immortal is the point where you begin to be afraid. So and before that point, you said this you happened to your daughter around, around age five. Thinking. Well, for her, so you, that's you when, said, when she was really aware of it was around age five. Okay, so could, would, it, would it have been right? About, would it have been right for you to kill your daughter before she reached that point? No, of course not. It's just because she didn't understand you, life and death and that people died uh, well, until well, that the, point. Then the, the, why, why, why are you using that as your argument if you would agree with me that that would be wrong to kill your daughter before she realized the difference between morality and immorality? Right, but at what point does the embryo become aware of it? I'm 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 here. I, I, I'm saying that's I'm completely. Not. I'm saying that would be completely irrelevant whether it becomes aware of that or not. Uh, I think that would fall into the category of what, uh, what level it's developed, and I think that has no bearing on if it's right or wrong to kill it. I know that that uh, there 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 is a time limit for that particular reason. I know when my wife was pregnant with my daughter, and at first she was just. No, you couldn't tell she was pregnant. She couldn't tell she was pregnant. But at some point, it started to move. My daughter started to move. And and, and, and later on, it began to respond. It began to respond when she ate food. My wife ate food that uh, she did not like. The uh, She kicked. And when she ate food that she did like, she just kind of settled in and relaxed and sat on her bladder and made her pee every five minutes. 
because you was happy and warm on a nice warm bladder with the food she liked. But and when she'd hear a, a voice, when she'd hear my voice come into the room and say hello, she would move in her stomach. So yeah, you can't. So, 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 you so you're to, saying that that's two two bodies there. You're you're referring uh, to your wife and your daughter. Wouldn't you agree that that would be two separate entities? Right, right. And at some point, they are. They're two separate entities. Okay, so at, at what point, at what point it has to be has to be I think at the point where to me I, I believe that when when the brain develops inside the the embryo that it can become aware that it is and that's when they should say no no abortions after this point. But so no no abortions after which point? A point where they can do an ultrasound and say, "See, the brain has developed." So for for you, it, it's it's brain development. It def, defines right, hum, right. Exactly defines a human being. A conscious human being when their brain develops, because that's that's uh, our brain, an amazing, amazing uh, part of our body that just is. I, I can say the only word I have to describe it is amazing. All the things so, that the brain so does that you, we don't even think about. So would you say that someone who has a birth deficiency whose brain is not fully developed, would it be right to kill that person? Now, there's another issue right there. Uh, and that's that's one that I don't I really don't don't have an opinion on because there's so many doctors saying, you know, it's better to take this child out before it's born because this life will be horrible, miserable. They'll never have any, any, you know, semblance of an ordinary life. And then they'll say, yeah, but it still deserves the chance to be alive. And then I've seen some of these children. That Thank you for joining the show, William. We uh, ran out of time. However, we do have another guest waiting. Um, his name is Bobby. Uh, Bobby, welcome to the show. Hey Mason, how you doing today? Doing good. How are you? Good. I'm I'm doing great. I, first, I want to. I think it's the first time we've been on a stage together, so I want to uh, briefly introduce myself. Uh, I believe that we are uh, in line with each other in the sense that we are truth seekers rather than individuals who come to a conclusion prior to thinking about it uh, and then try to rationalize our conclusion as we're talking, which I believe and this is of no offense to any previous speakers, is what some of the previous speakers were doing. They had a conclusion that they had settled on, and as you were asking very thought-provoking, rational, sort of universal truth-based questions, uh, there was some struggle. And you can hear them trying to wrap uh, new arguments, some conflicting with previous statements, to make the point they originally made valid, whereas you were trying to really work through it from the starting point. So I just want to say, from truth seeker to truth seeker, I appreciate you approaching the conversation, trying to find the truth rather than trying to legitimize your position. Uh, so thank you, Mason. Yes. Uh, th yeah. Thank you for recognizing that. And uh, I'm happy to have you on. So I'll ask you this question. Which side do you fall on the abortion debate? Well, first, I want to I think, you know, in case the previous speakers are still in the room, because I, I, I'm not here to. Uh, attack anybody, bring anybody down, say I'm right, you're wrong. I'm I'm just here like everybody trying to figure this stuff out, right? So 
my position has changed over time as I have, with a very open mind and a, a high sense of curiosity, listened throughout the course of my life to all the different opinions and really considered them from the, from the perspective of, I'm not going to presume it's right or wrong. Let me just hear what's being said and let that persuade me yeah, yes. in one direction or the other. And so to your question, uh, Mason, I think some of the previous speakers, I want to applaud them for at least having the courage and bravery to step up on stage and try to think through. But I think what at least the two previous speakers discovered is that there's some gaps and some holes in the logic in, in what they were thinking. In my younger years, being a typical high school student and college student, uh, listening to the typical narratives that were being thrown at me from every direction, I wholeheartedly believed woman's body, woman's choice, period, end of story. Until I really started learning about the science behind what's going on inside of a woman's body, the fact that the, the, the logical fact, and I say fact because it is, that if you allow a pregnancy to continue forward and treat, give the body what it needs in order for it to do what it's trying to do, it is inevitable that an embryo will try to grow into a full-fledged human being. So unless there is either a, a sort of cosmic uh, tragedy, in which case the child is lost, uh, you know, of no fault to the mother, or there's a human intervention and we go in there and we basically end that growing life, it will inevitably find its way to birth and become a human. And if that child is treated right and cared for properly, it will grow into a, as some people say, conscious human, or as some people try to say, a human that can take care of itself, which apparently for some people uh, is the line. You know, if, a human, if the human is self-sufficient, well, then all, almost all human beings need to be wiped off the face of the earth because <laughs> most people are not self-sufficient. Yes. And most people don't gain anything near that until at least a decade to two decades, for some people, three, four decades of life. Are you telling me the parent can choose at 12 to end their child's life? You know, hey, listen, 12-year-old, without me, you wouldn't survive. I, 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 agree, with, I agree with you. So, Mason, I'm with you, buddy. I, I, my position is this in, in the simplest term. That of all the things I've considered, yes, a woman's body is a woman's body. And I don't envy the position they find themselves in, although I think it's a miraculous and beautiful thing viewed from the right perspective. But viewed from the wrong perspective, I don't envy that they have to bear the burden, quote unquote, as some see it, of having to be the one to carry the child for nine months. Only a woman can do it, by the way, in my opinion. They own, they're the only ones with the strength and fortitude. I don't know many men who could actually make it through that my wife is incredible and watching her I, 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 grow I and birth my child is, is 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 unreal but that being said i i i don't envy the fact that they're the ones who have to fall into this position where if they don't want the child want that is they did the thing they knew would lead to a child that is having sex and creating a child you know a plus b equals c and then you do it and you act surprised and shocked that it happened and then you say, well, this is an inconvenience for me. End it. Well, hold on a second. If you don't end it, chances are high, especially in the modern world, it will become a human if you do the right things. Out of selfishness, you might end it, but it will become what anybody would consider, no matter what point, what line you draw as now it's a human. It doesn't matter. It will cross that line, very high chances, if you give it 
the time and you treat the body properly. So knowing that, the second you know that that thing is created in the body and beginning to grow, you are ending an inevitable, a highly likely to be inevitable life if you end it by intervening. So yes, it is a separate human at that point. And unfortunately for a lot of people, we're in this world where we kind of like give full autonomy to women over their body across the board. Although I understand why women have had to fight for a lot of things. And, and, and thankfully they've gained, in, they've gained in all the right ways, all the freedoms and all the respect they deserve as women because women are incredible. But in this yes. one particular area, I'm sorry, women who don't understand this, you are terminating a life when you end a pregnancy. And unfortunately, it is a separate life from you. And so we have to determine, as you were trying to get to, Mason, with the previous speakers, is it okay to end an innocent life? And since many speakers seem to agree, no, well, then it's not okay for a woman to end the life that inevitably is growing inside of her. And, y and yes. that, is, that is very difficult for me. I'm not a Christian Mason. I'm a, a non-religious God believer. I don't believe in any of the organized religions. I don't have a text telling me this is what I'm supposed to believe. This is a conclusion I came to after seeing that babies in the womb do not like being terminated. They wiggle and they try to get away from the tools that are trying to end their life. They're not mm -hmm. happy about it. And it, it unfortunately, uh, yes, it is murder. <laughs> and I hate to say that because I understand the repercussions to a woman's decision making if we say that. But I can't deny that that is the reality from a scientific perspective as I see it today. Yes, uh, I, I think anyone who uh, studies this subject thoroughly will agree that this is a hard subject. Uh, whatever angle you come at it, you come at it from. Uh, uh, I applaud you uh, for being able to look back at your own beliefs and realize um, that there are some things that you maybe had once believed that you were able to uh, self-reflect and say, well, that's probably not what I should believe and be able to uh, change your beliefs and even, and even more so be able to admit that. I think that's very difficult for a lot of people today. Um, well, I'll, I I'll make it even, that it's I'll, two separate bodies. I'll make it even more shocking for yep. some out there because you think all your opinions form in what your teens, maybe your twenties, and then you have kind of a fixed position. But if you maintain curiosity and open-mindedness in life, and if you view all things as though you may be lacking information to come to the proper conclusions on, on anything, you always maintain an openness to bring in new information and let it test and challenge your current beliefs. And when you do that, you won't be shocked when things change. I came to this conclusion after struggling with it for maybe in my 20s and, and probably about most, maybe my early 30s. But by my mid-30s, I changed my thought process on this. So it's not the case that because you are stuck in this sort of rigid, fixed position, that you have to sit there and stand by it because, well, if by my 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, I've held this position, then this must be what I believe. So let me defend it with all you know, my might. Uh, I, I say, actually, it's the opposite. Don't defend any of your positions with all your might. Work through them curiously. And if they still play out the same, congratulations, you have a very strong uh, view on something, but if, if they fall apart the second they're challenged, as Mason, I believe you did with the two previous speakers, 
I think you showed that there are cracks in the logic and the thought processes. And I would, I would invite them and encourage them as a challenge to consider the fact that you may not have thought through it completely. And what would it mean if you considered some of what Mason brought up for, for your viewpoint on this? Uh, we can still support women as we should, while at the same time uh, supporting unborn children. Yes, and Bobby, thank you for coming on as time just ran out there. Uh, yes, another great caller. We've had three or four really good callers today. All have been uh, very uh, kind and respectful to each other's opinions. Um, we do have another guest waiting. Uh, let me see who this is. Steve, all right. We're going to bring Steve on now. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing good. Um, well, I, I was pro-life for um, most of my life. And the thing that, that pushed me to be pro-choice was the... Um, and I don't, you don't, I, this is not necessarily reflected on anything you've said today, but really the fundamental dishonesty coming from the pro-life uh, side of the, of these arguments. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not important to necessarily go through all the specifics, but I guess I would ask a question, which is what are the circumstances under which you would feel abortion would be, would be okay? Only in the case that it would end the mother of the life. The li if the mother's life was in danger. If the okay, mother could so, die, then abortion, it would be her choice. So, you, like, for instance, an ectomic pregnancy. Yes. Where the, okay. Now, and um, so now you understand, though, that the laws that the pro-life side are passing in state after state after state do not include that exception, correct? I, I, I do. Yes, I do know that okay. some laws, so the not, fact, well, I'm, other I'm laws are. However, however, that does not mean I agree with those laws. Sure. Sure. But I think, I think that here's, here's the, here's the issue though, which is that, um, I would, I would say that abortion is, um, for, to me personally, one of the most abhorrent things that a that a person, that a woman, obviously a um, a female, can engage in. The problem is that when we look at what the pro-life platform has made their stand on, which is no exceptions for rape, like. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the last caller, but you, you brought up, you know, she had sex and she's surprised that she's pregnant. But in about five to eight percent of all abortions, it's not that she was, you know, had sex and was surprised. She was raped well, by a family member. I think the, the number is closer to. I think the number is closer to three. But in any case, rape or incest is extremely low. Um, in that, I think it's the, not right the for us just to hide behind those hard cases. No, no, but I'm not, uh, I'm not hiding behind it. What I'm saying is that the, 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 the laws that have been passed, okay, are saying that those circumstances are not relevant, that we're going to make abortion in all cases 
completely illegal. And we are, we are going to, and the only way to do this, of course, is to take away the HIPAA rights of all women. It's the, the only not, way that yeah, you can see that now now you're going down a, a slippery slope no, but that's of, not because there's some, no some way the, that you can know choice arguments that aren't relevant but i i am and no but uh, it, but no, no but that's not irrelevant if if how would the state know i that's my question how would the state know that an abortion took place if they don't violate a woman's privilege well that's first of all if you're going to assume, because I can see this conversation going this way, that a woman uh, that a woman should be punished for having an abortion or previously, I, do, I clearly I don't agree with that. Um, I I'll concede this to just just for the sake of the argument. When we, I may move back to just to see your opinion, if I was to say that I would concede that abortion is okay in the case of rape or incest. Would you then stand on my side in fighting against the other 97% of abortions that occur? Well, again, here, here's, how, here's how I'll answer that, which is that I was very pro-life and I continue to be very anti-abortion. But being pro-life and then saying I'm going to be pro-life and I don't agree with the laws that are passed, the problem is that's who we're voting for, and that's really what that's really what we're supporting. You know, so I can personally not agree or not agree with any particular exception, but when the and if you go back to the Supreme Court decision, Clarence Thomas included in that the addendum that now we can go back and we can address interracial marriage. Well, he didn't. I'm sorry, he's in an interracial marriage, so he forgot to include that one interracial marriage we can talk about gay marriage we can talk about all lgbtq rights we can talk about all sorts of other things and the problem is that none of this stuff can get passed none of these things can happen unless we start to strip away the fundamental rights to privacy that women have and you know if you you're not you're not quoting him correctly there that is actually quite the opposite um, as to the reason they struck this down was because it had no constitutional bearing and did not fall under the privacy clause of the Constitution that all of those other things that you just mentioned did fall on. So that's actually a common pro-choice little argument that they try to use that is completely misconstrued. He was actually saying that because if abortion was legal, it would be easier to strike all of those down if that was the reason for abortion being the privacy clause. Okay, so I, that's the difference between what no, he that, said. That's not, that's not what, what he said. But um, but but that, hold on. Exactly what I, I do think you uh, need to go read the opinion again because that is exactly what he said. However, if well, you I just did, read, I did read the opinion very excerpt, you may agree. You may think that is what he said. But you have to read the entire opinion um, that was brought down by the court. Um, okay. But I will ask so, okay. this one question. Again, I, I, I don't want to get stuck on a single point. Yes, I, I agree. That's why I'm going to Which is fine. I, 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 I do. I want to say that, like, let's say that um, there's a person in, in you or I, um, they're going to die without a new kidney. Now, the, the, 
the government of the United States says that even if you die, we can't take that kidney from your body to save that life. Now, that's a that's a circumstance under which there's no question that that person is alive. That's a human being. And yet, I mean, our laws are are very, um, very clear about that. So, in uh, this uh, one okay. case, I, I want to I want to stop you here before before uh, you go too far in conflating uh, sure. a kidney with being a human being. No, I'm saying that if a person is going to die without your kidney, we do not take your kidney without your consent ever. We never, ever would do that, even if you died. We will not take yes, your kidney and, uh, from your I mean, for, for the record, I am an organ donor. I think everybody should be. However, that's, that's, that's great, but you don't choice. have to be. Yes, you don't have and, to be. However, I that's think this not is, the this same is, as an abortion. I think in, it's in no a way very analogous situation because in both, I mean, at least for you, for your point, you're right, I don't agree it's analogous because I don't think um, that, a, uh, that a fetus is, is a human being. So I agree it's not analogous, but if a, if a fetus is a human being, it's it's extremely analogous. Okay, okay. Again, so we don't what, what is, we, what, we don't what do is that. the unborn or what you call a fetus? What is that? If it's not a human being, what is it? It is something that could potentially become a human being. Okay, but, but what is it before it is a human being? It's got to be something. It can't just be a potential it's something. A it has to be something. It's a it's fetus cells of what? together. It's a zygote that implants in the uterine, and, and then it implants the uterine wall and becomes a fetus. <clears throat> that fetus uh, yeah, has yeah, the potential yeah. to become a person. Okay, at what point does it become a person? Well, I just say, well, at what point does it become a human being? Okay, so I would say once it is, this would be my personal opinion, once it could be viable outside of the mother's womb. Okay, okay so... What do you mean by viable? Like it could stay alive. Okay. If a five-year-old is left out in a desert by itself, will it stay alive? I mean, if you give it the right kind of protection, it, sure. But, but no, 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 no. You got to give it that. We're not giving it anything because it's got to be able to survive by itself, like you said. Can I kill that five-year-old? Again, you, uh, this, is, this is a really kind of weird, out-of-the-way argument. Well, no, no, no. You, um, you, and this, no, no, no. When I talk about, when I talk about the sentiment of dishonesty on the pro, no, no, hold on. When I talk about the dishonesty on the pro-life side of things, this is part of what I'm talking about. You know, there is under. Uh, yeah, Steve, we ran out of time. So sorry. That was a great um, conversation we had there. We do have another guest, but right before I go to them, I will clarify um, my position as I think uh, what Steve was saying was that I don't think uh, arguing from viability is a good argument because there are plenty, hum plenty of humans that would not viably survive by themselves in environments. So I don't agree that that is a good argument. Uh, actually, we have a return caller, I believe. Uh, Bobby, I think he is coming back on the show. Uh, so welcome back, Bobby. And uh, Steve, if you would like to get back in line, we would gladly have you again. Hey, Mason. Thanks for bringing me back up. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, this is always one of those conversations that 
is this is why I applaud people who come up no matter what their position is, is this may be one of the most difficult conversations for most people to have. I think partly because a lot of people are kind of standing on the ground they're already on and they're trying to kind of argue backwards um, for many people. And then like the previous speaker who went from one position to another, like me who went from the opposite way from one position to the other, um, it, it's, it's a little more easy for us to have that conversation because we obviously are evolving over time. And so we can talk about that, how we came here. I think I agree with you, Mason, on a big point you made uh, with the previous speaker. And that was that having this conversation first from the standpoint of what types of laws are being passed or may be passed or could be passed or that people are talking about passing and then determining what's actually right or wrong is not the right direction to come to universal truths from. First, you, you, you identify and discover and clarify the universal truth. Then you apply it to the real world. That's the right way to do things. So you either figure out that a person, as the previous speaker said, uh, you know, can possibly, will possibly become a human. Uh, I say that a fetus inevitably becomes a human. It's not possibly, it's under the right circumstances, which is how we would view most things. Under the right circumstances, here's how a thing would work out. Well, under the right circumstances, a fetus is not its own species or creature. It quickly goes from fetus to something else because it's constantly moving towards a, a known endpoint, which is to become a human. It's a process that's happening that we know down to a science, even down to the days, if the pregnancy is quote unquote perfect or, or normal, we know exactly how long the process takes. We know the stages, we can break it down. Why? Because it's a process. There's no such creature as a fetus. There's not a fetus that's walking around the forest. The fetus is part of the process of inevitably, not possibly, inevitably creating a human. So no, it's not a different thing unless you view the process as its own type of thing, in which case science becomes very complicated for a lot of different things. Uh, it inevitably is a human. So we can, let's put the sort of virtue signaling and also the, the self-pats on the back, patting ourselves on the back, uh, putting the sort of uh, political correctness and the safe thing to say, you put that aside first, you work through the logical pieces, and then you come to a conclusion, inconvenient or not, then you say, okay, now how do we apply this in the real world? You know, obviously, if you go to the extreme on either end, the laws that could be created based on these, unfortunately, these two positions, pro-life, you know, or, uh, or uh, sort of just saying uh, women's rights or however some people, I, I've heard different terms for, you know, how you protect a woman's right versus protecting the baby's rights. You're either pro-life um, or you're pro-abortion or you're anti-life if you're pro-abortion or you're anti-abortion if you're pro-life. But whatever it is, regardless, there seems to be two sides. And both of them at their extremes come to very dangerous ends. If you can say that something has to be viable, as you pointed out, Mason, in order to be treated as a human or to, or to be deserving of life, we've got big problems. And now all of a sudden you can have some wacko in office, some wackos in government, determining that anybody can be killed for any reason. Uh, because nobody's viable without the right things. If you had no access to a supermarket, how long would you last? If you lived uh, in suburbia or an urban environment and every supermarket shut down and you had to fend for yourself, how long would you last? Are you now unviable? 
because the yeah, I, 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 I think that's a, a dangerous one. Yeah, I think I think the answer to that is uh, not, not many would survive. Yeah, and I and I don't want to um, sort of you know quote unquote double team you know the last caller here, but I but I do agree with you know your opinions on that and uh, that, the last. No, and, caller, and just to be clear, Mason, for for the last caller, if he's listening, I don't mean it as that at all. Unfortunately, we can't bring more than two people up. Or fortunately, on on yes. wisdom, and that's fine. I think it works for many reasons. I'm using that as the basis to talk about the ideas. I'm not attacking the speaker. I think it's it's applaudable that the person is that he is evolving and he's thinking and he's willing to come up and discuss. Um, so it's not about the individual. It's not a, uh, um, me versus him or us versus him. It's the ideas. That is all I'm speaking to. Just yeah, the and, ideas. And uh, I'll, I'll also comment. I think he said uh, that he would he changed his opinions because of the way the the what types of laws were being made and the the policies behind it and so on and so forth. And uh, I would say that for me, it, it really doesn't matter what laws are, are being made or are not being made. It doesn't change the fact to me that it's still an innocent human life that is being ended through an abortion. So that for me doesn't, doesn't sway at all. Um, and I would, I would challenge him maybe to think about that. And I wish he would get back in line to, I did think he was a good caller, um, but he was a great caller. And, and Mason, I want to add that I want to add to what you just said because I think it's so important. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I, I think it's actually working against all of us that we're looking at the effect on the world that something would have prior to determining what's right or wrong, true or false, because then we're basing how we create those laws on all the wrong things. What would happen if a group of people can get together who, who are, quote unquote, on different sides of the aisle and agree to some of these basic principles about this topic and then demand that the laws reflect that in a more fair way? For instance, being able to say, yes, this thing is clearly a life at some point and it will become a life. And so unless you were uh, you know, raped or there was something else, incest or something else going on, uh, then and, and here's the thing. I'm not worried about the challenge of, well, how do we do that? That's not what you worry about when you're creating policy and solving problems. You look at the problem, you find the solutions. So it doesn't have to be an easy answer, but we have to first say, yes, it's a human. Yes, it's a life. No, we shouldn't take away women's rights or, or what they're, um, you know, by God and by nature, what they are owed in terms of autonomy over their bodies. But we have to have that difficult conversation about, well, when is it no longer just her body? And be fair about that, because if we could all agree at that principle prior to saying what kind of laws they're passing, we could pressure the politicians and our own government, locally, state, federal, to then reflect how we want things to be. It doesn't matter what they're passing now. It's what we would demand they do based on our values as a society. And I don't think our values are extreme one way or the other where nobody's allowed an abortion under any circumstances, period, end of story, that doesn't make sense to me. Neither does, well, nothing really counts as life. Anything is, uh, you know, can, can be deleted or destroyed or ended. Uh, and, and that could, of course, that slippery slope ends up in other areas where now you can end life based on maybe perhaps other reasons. Because if we don't respect life at the most basic level, then we're going to start to run into problems with, well, which lives deserve to be here? based on your ideas, based on your thoughts, based on you know what you say out in public, based on your speech. Maybe you could, your life could be ended because you're a danger to society. I mean, it, it, there's all sorts of 
extreme that that side ends up in too. And I think if we had these conversations, agreed on some principles without worrying about what it looks like because we're saying it, uh, then I think we, we could probably pressure the laws to reflect what most people actually think. And I do believe most people agree. They just stop themselves from thinking through the arguments in a fair way. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. I think um, what you said about coming before you think about what the implications of this may be, come to the you. Um, most people can meet on meet in the middle of okay. Well, this is right and this is wrong on most circumstances, and before they come at it from different ways to handle that in policy, as they usually do, is that and that's where they usually where they disagreeing. So they're already disagreeing before they can even meet on what they are agreeing on, and then everything's all jumbled up and every usually no solutions will come that way to any problems. Uh, Bobby, I mean, you've really been a great caller here twice and uh, with about 40 seconds left, I'll give you the floor. Yeah. Thank you, Mason. I, I, I guess the only thing I'll say here is I'm not a Bible thumper, quote unquote, right? That that's probably a derogatory term or meant to be, <laughs> although I'm sure Bible believers don't really care what anybody else says about them because they believe what they believe. I'm not one. I'm not that. Uh, I am not somebody who can easily be uh, pinned down from my political point of view. That's why I'm a registered independent. I came to this conclusion not as a pro-lifer, but I came to the quote-unquote pro-life opinion broadly because I don't agree on every point by thinking about the science and what makes sense and what's fair. And that's how I'll leave it. Thanks, Mason. Yes. Um... Thanks, Bobby, for coming on. Um, we've got about seven, almost 70 listeners here again. And I will re- uh, say again for the people who are just now joining in, um, I am pro-life. And uh, if you would like to join and discuss this with me, you are open and welcome to and encouraged. Um, but for everyone who is just joined since I've done this, I'll do this again. Um, this is my sort of less than a minute pro-life case, obviously uh, not super in-depth. Um, so like I said, I'm pro-life because it is wrong to kill an innocent human being. The science of embryology states that from the earliest stages of development, you are a distinct living whole human being, even though you are not developed yet. And there is no relevant difference between the embryo you once were and the adult you are today that would justify killing you then. Differences in size, level of development, environment, and degree of dependency are not good reasons to justify killing you then, but not now. That is my short pro-life argument. If I had to give it, you know, to someone quick and in, in an you know, at Subway Airport, something like that. Uh, like I said, we are taking callers at this time if anyone would like to join um, and sort of rash, rationalize uh, their opinions. And we can have a discussion either way if they agree or disagree. Um, I think there is obviously a lot of evidence to support my side and, and maybe some evidence to support theirs, and we would like to discuss that. I would also like to thank the previous four or five callers for being uh, so nice and respectful to everyone's opinion um, and to all the listeners 
for being respectful and listening to both sides of the argument. Uh, like I said, this is the abortion debate, only one question. And that one question is, what is the unborn? I would say the unborn is human. Um, as I kind of glossed over in my uh, short pro-life case, um, if you have a different opinion, uh, please join and maybe tell us about your personal beliefs or experiences in this discussion. Uh, obviously, we're just just talking about abortion here and nothing else. Uh, so if you would like to join, please do so. Um, I know it does take, you know, a good bit of bravery for some people to join. Uh, but like I said, we are all respectful. Um, we listen to each other's opinions and no one gets angry with each other. And, oh, we have another. Oh, Bobby's back. Bobby will join us another time because no one else is stepping up. Welcome back to the show, Bobby. Hey, Mason, I just want to preface everything uh, I'm about to invite us to, to discuss on this topic with that if anybody out in the audience sees that I'm on stage for almost 10 minutes and has heard my voice already and says, hey, I want to speak, but I won't invite myself up because he's up there for 10 minutes, please do. And Mason, if somebody else comes up in the queue, let me know and I will kindly exit stage left so that they can speak. I'm just uh, helping to fill the space a little maybe with some conversation uh, between yes. us. Yes. All right. So, so Mason, I, I, I want to ask you, instead of us talking about the, the, the topic directly, I, I'd like to ask you, because I'm very, I'm very impressed and intrigued by your process. Uh, you are a Christian, I believe you said. And so, y yes, I, I am some, a Christian. So some of these truths uh, that, that you believe were also founded in the word of God, as you see it. I have already stated for anyone who hasn't heard or wasn't listening at the time, I am not coming to this a very similar opinion to Mason from the position of a text and then finding the science to back it up as well. I came purely from logic and pragmatism and science and fairness, and, that, and that's how I have my opinion. And so we came to it from two different directions, Mason. A lot of people think that pro-lifers are all holding a Bible under their arm, and that's how they came to it, and that's just not true. So I wanted to ask you for your journey, if you're, if you're willing to share. Can you tell me what what role did logic and working through these these ideas play in how you came to it versus what you were told by the Bible is or isn't true about life? And, and how did those crisscross? Because I can tell by the way you're speaking, you haven't brought the Bible up once, which is why I'm so impressed. You're not saying the Bible said it, therefore it's true. You're saying... It's true because it just makes the most sense from a logical perspective. And I think that is uh, very refreshing from somebody who is not a Christian. So would you share any of that with us, how you came? Yeah, ab ab absolutely. Um, uh, so the reason I haven't brought up the Bible is because, for one, uh, I don't think that the Bible uh, is would be a good argument for someone who is not a Christian or um, uh, I may have brought up the Bible if someone was a Christian, but they, you know, I would, br I would maybe bring up some text there that would, uh, obviously, you know, support my beliefs, but actually with the Bible as a whole, I had to, I had to really do some in-depth searching and, uh, mapping out what I really believed. And 
double checking all this, did some in-depth studies of Islam and atheism. I've read uh, several of the top atheist books, uh, Richard Dawkins being one of them. Uh, so I've really tried to challenge. Uh, I I was I grew up Christian, uh, but for a long time, you know, I, I just doubted, you know, and I and this and that as a lot, a lot of people do. But it, instead of just kind of running away from it, I decided that I would, you know, try to learn different things that I thought that I maybe already knew. And I found tons of new things that um, that I didn't know and it, it supported my belief or didn't. And I had to alter what I believe. But when it comes to abortion, I really didn't. I mean, I know the, what the Bible says, uh, not specifically, but about life itself. Um, so I really had to go at that from a pure logical standpoint and it did match, you know, what scripture does say, but that is not what I use for my opinions. I don't think that that's a, a good, a good argument at all. And if, to bring up scripture for the first time, I, I'll say uh, in Mark, uh, I forget the chapter, but it does say that we should have basis for our beliefs other than rooted in the Bible and so that that's just something that a lot of Christians, it really, you know, kind of tears me up to know that they don't think about it that way. Uh, they just kind of use these buzzwords or I'll call them Christian slogans, which I, are, I don't think are good at all. Um, but, yeah, as far as how I came to these beliefs, it was completely rational. I had to go look at, at so, the science of embryology and both sides of the argument and rape and, and, and all this stuff empirical data and strictly using facts and trying to eliminate all emotions I had at the time from it. That way I could bring myself forward in my knowledge and being able to rationalize an opinion. And I really went at it from, I'm going to go whichever way the evidence leads me to not, not which way, you know, maybe I was brought up to believe or taught I was supposed to believe which I think happens on both sides um, to answer your question. So yes, I am a Christian. However, it had little to no bearing on how I came to this conclusion, specifically in the abortion debate. Well, that's great. I, I think, I think what's so powerful about that and, and what I love about your approach as a Christian is that if this is God's world and if there is intention and design behind this, then the Bible shouldn't have its own truth that just sort of exists within the Bible that doesn't also reflect in the world. It, it should be backed by science. And I know that, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of religion, as I said, especially not of organized institutions like the Vatican. But I'll just go ahead and say that, you know, they, they have scientific uh, institutions within these religious institutions. They are also looking at science and trying to understand it. But you don't hear that brought up a lot in the public space when most Christians are discussing it. And, and to your point about that, you know, you kind of wish more Christians would have a basis in, as I see it, sort of, you know, verifiable reality that also matches the Bible, because that would then be a very strong and compelling case for, hey, the Bible doesn't just say it's true and therefore it's true. The Bible says it's true and we could see that it's true. You know, that to me is much more compelling. And I think it's the way you're approaching this, and, and I appreciate that you have not brought up the Bible, because to me, as an independent voter, as somebody who, as you can see in my picture here, the word nun spot, that's my company, a spot for nuns, nuns, N-O-N-E-S, 
uh, not N-U-N-S, uh, nuns are people who select the last option on a list of labels when they're asked what they identify as. So what religion are you? None. What political party are you? None. I'm none of those things. I'm completely and wholly independent of any label or box that would keep me from discovering truth openly and honestly uh, without any restriction. And, and the only way to convince me is the way you're doing it, Mason. Um, the only way. It's not, you know, an appeal to authority. An authority potentially could be the Bible or Christianity or Jesus, you know, because Jesus said it, it's true, or because the Bible said it, it's true. Those appeals to any kind of authority, to me, weaken my ability to hear what's being said. You haven't done it, and I applaud you for that, and I think uh, your, your approach to finding truth is uh, commendable. Yeah, I, th I think that's probably, um, you know, one of the, the, the biggest failures of a modern day Christianity as a whole. And obviously there's so many different denominations and this and that, and they all believe some variations of the, of some, you know, some second, what I would call secondary issues, but most believe uh, strongly in what I would call firsthand issues. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, most Christians can't rationalize why they, why they, what they believe and why they believe it. And, and I, to me, I just think that is uh, appalling, and that's why you see so many videos on the internet uh, of Christians, you know, getting absolute, you know, getting their arguments destroyed because they don't have any arguments because they were never taught or never learned how to rationalize their opinion. And when it comes to things like this, I just don't think that's a good bearing at all for my belief. Yes, it, it does; it supports my belief, but I came at that from a complete different uh, angle, like you said, and similar to you, of searching for what's really true and what's not true. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I'll kind of end with this for anyone in the audience who's kind of curious, you know, who is this person who seems like they, they are claiming, Bobby Vincent, to be the sort of antithesis of what, how Mason has come to his conclusions on things. And I get a lot of, uh, I get quite a bit of inspiration on thoughts from some uh, Christians who do the same thing you're doing. And the D'Souza family, Dinesh D'Souza and Danielle D'Souza, do a very great and, and pretty amazing job of this. They've both written books where they come at the idea of life after death, the idea of the abortion topic and what, you know, when does life begin? They come from it from a purely scientific, pragmatic and logical perspective and approach rather than bringing up the Bible, even though they, they are Bible believers, you know, they are Christian, uh, they still approach it from a scientific perspective. And so uh, thanks, Mason. Yes, uh, we do have two guests that just joined. Um, we'll go to Adam first, but, uh, but I will say that I have great, two great conversations, or maybe even three great conversations with him today. Um, and I will be doing a show sometime in the near future that is on Christianity. And maybe you can join uh, that one as well. All right, let's go to Adam. Adam, welcome to the show. The abortion debate, only one question. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. I came into this a bit late. Um, I did hear your last explanation and your your um, summary of how you came to 
um, the conclusions you have. So just so I can understand, though, um, is there any reason in, in your position that a woman can have an abortion? Uh, yes, that would be if the mother's life is in danger. That, that is my personal only um, reason that abortion would be okay. Just if the mother's life is at risk? Yes. What if a woman just doesn't want to have a baby? That is completely wrong. If she doesn't want to have a baby, she shouldn't engage in uh, sexual acts. Wrong under whose de- definition of wrong? Yeah, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you this way. Is it wrong to kill an innocent human being? I think that it's murder to kill a human uh, innocent human being, but that's not what we're talking about. Okay, what okay. We're talking about. But hold on, hold on. Now I'm going to ask you this question. What we're talking about is abortion. What? Hold on. What? What is the unborn? Uh, uh, I'm thinking that a child that has not been born. So is the unborn human? That's not the debate, sir. The debate is: but, should a woman well, that, be able to have an abortion? The question if is: she the, just doesn't the want to have a child. Only one question, so. You have to be able to answer that question. Well, I'm is answering the unborn yes, human. The, okay, say it again. Is the, is the unborn, unborn human? human? Yes, the unborn is a human being. So, and well, you just, and, you just and, said, and, and when it's hold on, hold on. born, so, but you just said it was born, wrong to kill a human being. So, uh, it, therefore, abortion is wrong. Excuse, wait a minute. Okay, if uh, if two humans get together and have sex. And a um, and the woman becomes pregnant. Eventually, that child, eventually that pregnancy, should end in, in end with a human being. Does it ever but not? That, end that's not even a question. Coming out. The question is: Should that woman be forced to take a baby, or a zygote, or a zygote, or whatever you want to call it, to term if she doesn't want to? That's my question. Well, like I said, if the unborn is human, then it is wrong to kill an innocent human being. As you said, you agree with my first two premises. No, what I said was that if you kill an innocent human being, that it's murder. It's murder. Okay. But, but you know what? And then you said that a a baby is a human being. Okay. So I mean, mean, the unborn is a human being. Okay. I'm not trying to talk over you, sir, but you're doing it to me. I'm just trying to keep you in line with the no, question. No, I know you're trying to like, keep you're trying to keep me in line with your thought, but I'm trying to tell you mine. And okay, well, mine. Well, well, let's let's hear your opinion. Okay, so for 50 years we had Roe versus Wade. Women were able to get safe abortions for whatever reason that they wanted to have it, to get safe ones. And so now what we've done is we've taken away Roe versus Wade. Women who want to have abortions cannot have a safe one. They can only have it un- uh, an abortion under the conditions that people like you have decided that they can have an abortion. Not, uh, not, not what they've decided, but people like you have decided. So we have not stopped people from having sex with revoking Roe versus Wade. They're going to continue to have sex. 
They're going to continue to, uh, to get pregnant and they're going to continue to not want to have children. And then they're going to try to get rid of that child. And they're, and they're going to be doing that in an unsafe manner. But your solution to that is, hey, well, just don't have sex. The, the, the whole, that's, my, my solution would be to take the baby to term. However, if you said that they cannot expect that they're not going to have a child if they're having sex. There's no surprise pregnancy. No, no one says sex. that it's a surprise. Well, that, a, a, a human let, let, have Here's sex. another thing. Roe versus, when they struck down Roe versus Wade of the summer, they did not make abortion illegal. It only sent it back to the states to then make it illegal or legal. So there is no uh, mass back alley pregnancies, as you're referring to, going no, on right now. And I don't think that affects it either way, if that is happening you're, or not. You're trying to put words in my mouth. What I said was, we have taken away a safe option for a woman who wants to terminate her pregnancy to do so. That's what, that's that's what good... revoking Roe versus Wade has done. We've no, that does not, that it does not take option. away that. We have it does not take stopped. away anything. But, that, but I still don't Roe Ro versus Wade did not end anything. It just made it go back to the state's decision. OK, but I know, sir, in, what in, it did was oh it, 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 it ended it because what are the states doing? The states are ending. states are making their own laws. It doesn't mean it was ending abortion. You know, the, well, you can well, still get an abortion and, and, in California. Is that true? Surprise, surprise what the laws was. And you can hide behind this disingenuous um thing that you're doing but this is all based on christianity for you and for and, and and for everyone else that put those people who lied to get on the supreme court up there so that they can overturn roe versus wade look th this is not a christianity debate or even it doesn't have to be because it is it, it started off uh, okay are you gonna are you gonna let, are right, you gonna let me talk right you're gonna let me talk right Adam? in your tag it says christianity yes because and that is a lot of Christians go in this, and uh, this is also politics. However, that is not what we are discussing. We are discussing abortion. No matter what laws you believe are right and wrong, that's not what we're discussing. We are talking about abortion by itself. So I will yes, ask you and I'm telling again. you that for me, in my opinion, that if a woman wants to have an abortion simply because she just doesn't want to have a child, she should be able to do it, and she should be able to do it safely. Okay, I'm going to ask you this. What if the woman takes the child's term and let's just say the baby is two years old and the woman then decides, well, I don't want this child. Can so that thought experiment it? doesn't even make any sense at all. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking well, about. No, no you woman, said she didn't want a, a child. Is pregnant, she didn't she want a no child. Longer wants to take that child to full term. She should be able to have an abortion if she wants to. Yes, but that's, but you're still, that doesn't logically follow from you saying that a human being or an unborn child is a human being. That doesn't logically follow. An unborn child that, that, is, that is the product of two human beings can't be anything other than that. Okay, you know yes, I, I, would agree, I would agree with child. you. And, and I would so agree. So, so if it, what we're talking about here is whether the woman should have the right to decide whether to take it to term. And the and 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 in my opinion, the woman. But it's should still have it's that. still murder. Whatever, if you even think she you does have that right, whatever, you could call it whatever you like. You know, like uh, the verses, the verse in, the, in Psalms that says, "Hey, we gladly dash the babies up against the rocks." Uh, I'm sure you you you've read that.
right? Okay, uh, so of, of course you're uh, misconstruing that by a walk no, by yeah, by a just, long just shot. That's, that's actually a that's very common. But like I said, we're not here to discuss the Bible. Okay, We've stayed so off that topic all day to today. We're going to continue. A two-year-old that has been born to 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 um, bolster your position on an unborn child. A child that has been born is not the same as an unborn child. Yes, it's coming from a human being, but it's not the same thing. So, I, so, so a okay, at what point, at what point, excuse me, does not want to have it should not should have the uh, option as to. So, at what point is it wrong it. to kill it? What do you mean? At what point is it wrong to kill? You mean the, the child? unborn child? You mean you the said child? you said she yeah. didn't have to take a turn. At what point is it after birth? Are you talking about birth, the unborn before child, birth, sir? What are you talking about? The unborn child. I'm talking, talking about, about the, the child, unborn. At what child, point yes. is it wrong? I agree with you that we should have we should have a limit as to when that 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 can happen. I, oh, okay. I, I so at what point? That. That, at what point? At what point? I don't know. It used to be about twenty weeks, right? Well, I I, I don't know what you. I'm asking what at what. Okay, you I, have an I, opinion, I, so I'd you need to be able to I'd rationalize it. Weeks, I'd say 20 weeks is an ample amount of time to give okay. a person to make a decision as to whether they want to carry their pregnancy so, to term. Okay. So what, why, does 20, why is 20 weeks? Because point? that's what you asked me, and that's the answer that I gave you. So just 20 weeks because it's 20 weeks? Yeah, just because. Just because. Just, so is, is murder right just because? I'm not talking about that, sir. I'm talking about terminating a pregnancy at 20 weeks. You have a great day. I would like to thank you all for tuning in to today's show on abortion. Once again, I'm your host, Mason Batts, and this is 10 Minutes with Mason, a podcast recorded live.